welcome to Meet the Sharks. Shark Dow reopens to new members. This is the first episode of what may become a podcast for Shark Dow, but at the very least, the Twitter spaces where we're going to talk a little bit about all the activity that's going on in Shark since its inception, uh, some of the different committees, and people sitting on those committees are going to explain how exactly Shark makes decisions and what makes Shark special, as well as what drew them to Shark in the first place. So, uh, so yeah, so first up, Goldie, I'd love to hear, how did you get involved in Shark in the first place? Uh, yeah, so I guess it goes back to um, when Nouns, I guess Nouns, like, announced, you know, 4156 announced that the, they had this idea to develop this project in public. Um, so I don't know if anyone remembers, like, they were doing, like, kind of silly test auctions on Twitter um, just like generating nouns and like asking people to put fake bids in to, to bid on stuff. And then eventually they started a discord and um, there was like the, a couple of test nets and the, the rink bid test net, um, which was like version three of their test net is when kind of everyone started getting involved, like bidding on stuff, trying to get nouns and be part of the kind of test net nouns DAO and do test votes and test everything. And um, during that time, there was like a channel where people were discussing sub DAOs, like the idea of people being able to get a noun who can't, who won't be able to afford a whole noun. And so, in there, a group of us, I think actually, four one five six start like started the idea was like let's pull together to try and buy this one as like a test to do that. And um, yeah, I happened to be the person who was going to be awake um, when the auction finished because. Um, I'm on Australia time, which most people aren't. So um, the uh, ev- everyone just sent me their Rinkby ETH um, so that I could bid on it. And then when when we won it, we set up like a multi-sig and tested everything. And, and that noun that we bid on was a shark noun. And so we called it the shark DAO. And that became like the test version of like what this could be and then on the day of nouns launch everyone was kind of like panicking that we hadn't organized anything um and you know realizing that party bid wasn't gonna arrive in time um i just started a discord server and said anyone that wants to come you know commit some eth and join shark dow let's try to do it for real and then uh yeah there was just like an overwhelming amount of people that <laughs> wanted to join in um and i think I can't remember what our top bid was on Noun One. We, you know, we quickly it got away from us pretty quickly. I think, but I think we raised something close to two hundred ETH in that twenty-four hours. Um, so yeah, that's how it started. And then Noun Two, we 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 won. Incredible. And uh, so, who else was around at that period of time? Um, I'm trying to remember who the earliest members are because I have like a bit of a mushed memory of like there was there were some people that. Um, you know, I remember like Wubs was a part of uh, the Rinkby um, uh, uh, Shark Dow, and I, uh, you know, uh, I was talking to them back and forth a few times. You know, we were trying to work stuff out. Then at some point, he was like the delegate for our test voting, um, so he would have been he carried over. I know, like, um, uh, you know, Dropnode was very early you know, act fairly early and active in the Discord and Lithium as well. Um, yeah, I have to go back to general and remember everyone that's there because I know I'm missing a lot of people, like 
there's a lot of people who are dominantly involved in the DAO now, but I don't, I can't remember if they were in on day one or not. It's all a big blur. Um, yeah. Someone, I remember if, uh, if anyone uh, else was, is shout out. Yeah. yeah. So let's bring some more people up. I think drop nerds about to come up. Um, I remember my introduction to shark DAO was actually before I, when I was introduced to it, I didn't know that it was going to be called shark DAO. I think probably the group had already acquired the testnet shark that became the icon of shark DAO. But I was talking to DeFi Jesus, L DeFi Jesus on Twitter. Oh yeah. Yeah. So and... DeFi would also have been one of the first people like, cause he was trying to get party bid to work. And then when exactly. he, didn't, he was very like, he was like, let's, let's do it. Like he was actually, he actually pushed, you know, it was a bit of the momentum behind it starting for sure. Yeah. He was super uh, insistent in DMs, uh, all power to him for, for being that way. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm a minority member of Party Dow, and so I guess he saw that and said, and got in touch with me and said, "Can Party Dow do uh, nouns? Can we can we use a party bid for nouns?" And I started looking into it, sort of in a mad rush. It was before yeah, a couple of days before uh, nouns hit mainnet, and uh, I started looking at the market wrappers a little bit more seriously from party bid and. Uh, then I realized pretty quickly into the research that actually the nouns contract wasn't available. It wasn't verified on Etherscan. I, I don't think it was verified anywhere on, on Rinkeby or Testnets either. Um, and so I told him after a few hours of research, like, actually, no, I don't think it's going to be possible to do it in a safe way. And there, there wasn't enough time. And then we sort of uh, quit talking. And, and then he, he came back a few hours later or a few days later saying, uh, actually, there's this multi-sig and you can you know, YOLO some money into it and, and, and we're going to try and get a noun anyway, even though we can't do the party bid thing. Uh, and then at some point along the way, uh, Juicebox became the protocol that was going to be the underlying choice for, uh, for Sharkdown. I'm curious, uh, maybe Dropner, can you tell us a little bit about how you got in and, and when Juice came into the picture? Yeah, uh, so I'm going to invite Kenny up just so I uh, can help Jen too. He was definitely an integral part of the story. Uh, but yeah, so we were just uh, exploring uh, which uh, which solutions to go with. And so a lot of people, uh, like the first thing that comes to mind is party bid. And party bid, uh, just I think we were looking into it, but it didn't seem like the integration was ready, uh, like, um, like Oli said. And so we started looking for alternatives. So... Uh, Kenny, who was also a very early um, member, uh, he came in and just uh, like he knew he knew Django, and so uh, so we spent the uh, I spent the next few hours uh, looking into how the platform worked with Django, uh, just playing around with it, and uh, we uh, so w as we kept going along, we had the discussion of oh, well, how do we start our like our root of trust who amongst us internet strangers can hold the keys to the fund and uh while we were uh while we were working on that uh like we were trying to figure out oh like if this doesn't pan out if we can't get uh 20 shark members to uh contribute and join in and we can't win uh then what do we do and so the like the the default solution was uh, like, yeah, we just have a multi-sig, everyone sends their money in. And uh, well, if we don't win, then uh, just like send everything back. Uh, but like, I think the the juice box was uniquely suitable uh, in that it was like both a way where people could reclaim uh, if uh, we decided that we were no longer gonna go for it. And it also provides like a platform 
that uh, like a membership platform that we can build on. And so I think it took us a while to get to consensus. Uh, but we, uh, I ended up create uh, like uh, I think two days before uh, the first auction, I ended up creating the juice box, uh, sending it over into the multisig, and uh, yeah, that's how our that's how our juice box started. Incredible. Um, so that took a process of like how long were were, were sharks bidding on testnet nouns before the launch uh, went live on mainnet. Uh, I think it was a few weeks. I think uh, I feel like there was about a month of like talking about doing a sub DAO, testing the sub DAO, and then like buying. Like I think Shark DAO and Testnet ended up owning like eight nouns or something. People were donating nouns in order to join the DAO in order to buy more nouns as well. Um, uh, yeah, I think it was a few weeks. Um, I just had a look at the uh, like the scrolled to the top of general to see like so lithium was the first person to join after i set up the server and then del piro and then uh kenny who you know drop nerd and then drop nerd who he's described the two of you kind of worked out the juice box thing amazing so from humble beginnings uh on testnet even uh to mainnet and then once on mainnet uh the shark uh, when, when did the shark branding solidify? Was that already clearly what the brand would be on testnet or did that take till the mainnet jump? I mean, as soon as we bought, got one, that for that noun, the testnet noun 14, which was the shark, I just called it shark Dow, And like, I think people liked that. So we just called it shark Dow. So it was always called shark Dow and testnet. And then like, it just kind of made sense to like, keep the story going. Um, so yeah, it was kind of always called shark i think i called the server shark down immediately and yeah we just um someone was asking me the other day like which glasses are the real glasses for the shark because the the testnet shark that we won had the rose hip um glasses but i i can't remember why but i think everyone decided the shark needed to look cooler so we put sunglasses on it um when we established the discord and said like okay this is the shark down logo now i love it uh, so then how did the early days go uh, subsequent to winning the second noun and the juice transition to juice box? Uh, walk, walk me through somebody. How, how did this transition happen? Which, which transition? Cause I think like his drop note said like the, like we use juice box uh, for the funds immediate, like that was the first fundraising oh, okay, okay. technique. Yeah. So there was no pooling before there was the idea of just, pulling it in the multi seed, but we didn't do that. We went straight to juice box. Amazing. And then how did the early formal formalization of the committees and things play out? How did, how quickly were people just making decisions collectively amongst everybody who had contributed to the juice box or when did committees become a thing? That's a good question. I think like early on, you know, all the discussion was just about bidding and how to bid and, you know, we just all spent a lot of time awake and on voice chat and and trying to win the auctions. Um, and then I think as soon as we were on the first one, there was a discussion like how quickly do we go for the second one? Um, you know, we've still got ETH. Um, um, what do we do? And I think just um, people whose skills and like passions lied somewhere specific just kind of started gravitating towards talking about that topic until um yeah we started 
um, I think like Del Piero is pretty like um, um, pivotal in kind of saying, you know, we need committees and I think I'm getting that right. Um, and so uh, I think, I feel like the comms committee was maybe like even the first committee that formed. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's pretty organic because like slowly as people grew, we started having to split conversations up. Um, yeah, maybe someone else remembers more clearly than me though. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a like a great way to describe like how we started. Like at the beginning, we voted for pretty much uh, pretty much everything. Like, what should we do? What should we bid for now and one? Okay, we didn't win now and one. Uh, how do we refund the people who want a refund? Uh, that took a vote. Uh, all right, so now number two, uh, how uh, we need some new uh, like multi sig signers. Do we add these multi sig signers uh, onto? Uh, into our multi-sig wallet uh, and so all of this all of these were voted on like every single every single bid that we made like there there was like a consensus check uh but yeah at, at some point uh like we realized uh that we needed to specialize and i do think del piero was one of the first ones uh like one of the first responsibility uh, one of the first uh like major area of responsibility that uh, like the dow had uh was to just kind of get the word out about what we're doing and so, uh, like a communications team formed up around uh, around Del Piero, and uh, like we had the idea of creating, uh, or Del Piero had the idea of. Uh, Del Piero had the idea of um, of creating uh, these series of committees, and at first uh, there wasn't like a huge consensus. Uh, I was kind of questioning if we needed these committees at all. Uh, but as like people uh, like uh, have different interests in which areas they wanted to help out with, uh, whether that is uh, like communications or governance or tokenomics, uh, like like everyone uh, who uh, needed to find like a space where they were uh, where they could talk about the subjects that they were interested in. So Del Piero spearheaded getting these committees set up, uh, getting uh, like formalizing them into a, a system where you can sign up for a committee and then you can become a committee member. Uh, and I think he's also spearheading the effort to get these committees chartered so that uh, we, we have approval uh, from uh, the members of the DAO about uh, like, oh, these are the, this is the group of people that we trust to do what's in the best interest of SharkDAO for these specific areas, for communications, for governance, for uh, like what our bidding strategy should be. Uh, all these things will be uh, driven by uh, people who are thinking about this every day, uh, and uh, like we'll check in with the uh, with the community, with the members uh, about uh, like the the big. Uh, the big directional changes that we're, we're thinking about. Yeah, I think what surprised me most coming into the DAO uh, right after the first noun was won uh, was just how permeable the uh, committees are and, and really just generally involvement in the DAO. Anybody can come from not having even a particularly large share of DAO or, or of Shark, I mean, um, or being a particularly notable collector or anything like that, but just by sheer enthusiasm and willingness to work with others can just hop in, 
join a, a committee and then start contributing. And, and if they're really committed to spending a little bit of time, uh, just about anything that they want can come together in just a few days. Uh, as an example, uh, I joined, I started paying more attention to the DAO, uh, I guess it was three weeks ago now, but on a Monday, and uh, there was a crisis in the DAO because uh, a proposal was about to be passed to shut down the contributions, which is actually uh, the beginning of the story that we're concluding today with the reopening uh, that just, just happened yesterday. Um, and the there was like a mad dash, a scramble to try and figure out what we could do to solve the problems that had caused this proposal to pass, which were people were concerned that we were uh, selling, uh, Shark was being sold at an exchange rate for ETH that was unfair to people who had bought in earlier before the DAO had won those nouns. And so really everybody started contributing and I had not really contributed to the DAO prior to that. And yet I was able to jump in and uh, about a week and a half later, Drop Nerd and I, with the help of uh, Kenny, uh, I think Joshua, a bunch of other people, um, we co-authored uh, the mission statement. And that was from, you know, started on the day that I joined. I immediately started contributing in that way. So I think that's what's impressed me the most about the committees in, and not just committees, but just in general about the vibe in the DAO is uh, anybody can step up and start contributing and all ideas are treated as interesting and worth, uh, worthy of discussion. Uh, I'd love to know, um, I don't know who here is representative of which committee best, but maybe we could go through, I'm looking at the committees here. We've got auction committee, development committee, governance committee, comms committee, tokenomics committee. Uh, I'd love to talk to at least one person from each of these committees if possible. Uh, is there anyone who'd like to, to go first and, and give us a little taste of what it's like being a part of one of these committees? Maybe if there's someone from uh, auction committee seems like the most uh, obvious, I guess, to people, that the people who decide what the parameters will be for our, our bidding and, and try and coordinate bidding. Is there anybody who could speak a little bit to what it's like uh, coordinating around nouns auctions? Maybe I've asked a hard question. <laughs> Sorry, I think uh, my, my app is glitching, so it's coming in and out. Uh, but I can talk a little about uh, where our auctions have like come from and where, where they're headed. Uh, so yeah, at the beginning, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we were bidding on every uh, we were bidding on every noun. Like we wanted to grab as many nouns as we could. And so after we won, uh, after we won noun uh, number two, uh, our, our uh, pineapple noun number five, our chainsaw, and uh, and after uh, we decided to uh, at the DAO to close the memberships while we evaluate what's going to happen next. Uh, we started noticing that, like, even as we were bidding on each of these, uh, each of these nouns, uh, that uh, curiously, uh, the bid would sometimes be uh, like just a little hair over what the DAO was uh, interested in uh, contributing. Like we had said, I believe it was like a one twelve ETH cap, and uh, and we noticed that like the bids were just coming in like slightly over one twelve, uh, like very interesting. And so, like, this kind of underlined the need for us to be a little more strategic uh, in how we're building uh, and what Auction Committee is trying to do right now. Uh, it's an effort that's spearheaded by uh, one of our newest members, uh, Lamarack and Sasquatch. Uh, I don't know if they're on this call right now, uh, but uh, uh, they're uh, forming the charter to this committee uh, where 
we are going to we're going to uh, propose to the sh uh, shark members that uh, we have a group of people here uh, that are working hard to try to get the pre best price for uh, for the nouns that we're going to bid on. And so, uh, like, could you uh, either join in the effort and uh, help us determine what that strategy looks like, uh, or approve this team that uh, is going to uh, that is going to work on uh, uh, getting the getting the best price that we can. Um, so yeah, that's where the committee is at right now, and uh, hopefully we will find a great way forward to uh, get some great, uh, some more great nouns. That's the focus. Very cool. I'm just inviting Synth up. Synth uh, can maybe speak a little bit to the uh, subject of the day. Synth kind of spearheaded the tokenomics committee's efforts to uh, come up with a, a liquidity pool in order for us to be able to establish the price uh, that Shark should be set at in, uh, in ETH when reopening contributions. Uh, Synth, are you able to make it up? Let's see. Maybe in the meantime, uh, Goldie, can you tell us if Goldie, yeah, Goldie, you're still here. Can you tell us a little bit about what it's like uh, participating in nouns? I know that early on the nouns ask that we only send one representative, correct? Not just one person per noun that we've purchased, but uh, one representative for the whole of the DAO. Yeah, that's that's uh, still the case, but it's uh, I guess it it's an interesting ongoing uh, discussion, at least in Sharkdale. Um, uh, at the moment. Yeah, I guess like as I mentioned before, there's like it's an interesting thing trying to participate in a discussion without knowing exactly what the consensus of the DAO is of our of Shark DAO. So, you know, one thing I'm interested in is trying to figure out how to, um, uh, you know, there's a proposal going on at the moment in Nouns DAO um, that there's, you know, discussion going on within the Nouns DAO about the details of the proposal and there's discussion. Meanwhile, there's our own discussion in, in, in Sharkdale of the, of the same um, details. Um, and so, yeah, I guess like it's an interesting um, uh, journey we're on. I think we'll learn to get better and better at figuring out the, the, the best and most effective, efficient way for um, essentially a sub DAO to communicate with the DAO that it's within Um in a kind of timely manner that makes sense. Um, but yeah, at the moment, um, I'm, I'm mostly um, trying to get a, a sense or consensus on any position we have that, you know, is, is controversial or feels like it needs, something needs to be said about it um, and passing that on. Um, but interestingly, you know, the discussions do happen in multiple places. Like we've had, you know, the, the um, writer of the proposal currently, you know, up for vote on nouns down, join in, in, in discussion in the Sharkdale server and, and other nouns um, participating there as well. So the interesting thing that I think will be to see how, how discussion evolves and like where it happens and does it continue to, does it get more, more fractured, like more um, decentralized the discussion over several places or does it, makes sense to make it more centralized and and be all on the nouns server in which case you know uh, a lot of us at Sharkdale feel it kind of it would make sense then for 
if it if it is if it does get more centralized or or it makes sense for it to be centralized for us to potentially have you know a voice per noun that we own rather than a voice for um, us as an organization and then the interesting thing that'll play into that further is if if, if shark Dow ever decides to vote in nouns down proportionally which is not something that's been um that's developed too far as an idea but it is something that's been brought up a couple of times um so who knows who knows what will happen there that's interesting what, what was the uh, the first proposal that was passed already correct in nouns down could you tell us a little bit about what that was uh the first proposal was a uh, uh to send um uh, I think it was five or six um, uh, uh, donations to charities that that accept um, ether. Um, so uh, that was, I think, proposed by just by the by the Nounders or by four one five six, and um, I might have that right. I'm not sure. Uh, and um, kind of Sharkdale um, suggested, you know, we talked about, you know, we'd like to. Um, Kind of have, contribute to to who we think should receive the funds, and and we had our own discussions and nominated um, uh, the Coral Restoration Organization, I think it's called. Um, uh, so yeah, that was like something that internally was discussed and then was suggested on the um, Nounsdale chat and was added to the list. So that was passed um, pretty un- uncontroversially um, and quite quickly and then there is there has been a second proposal that's passed which was um a project that goes all the way back to rinkby as well which is um coral walkers um voxel nouns um so um uh they've uh, they've been in the middle of developing i uh, guess like building all the voxel nouns and, and a website where you can um d- uh, generate um uh, nouns in 3d um, and download them and i think there's like plans to make them usable with ar kits and stuff like that um so that's also passed very cool so that sort of gets it i guess we, we didn't really set the stage but i mean one of the most interesting things about nouns and i think part of the reason that shark exists is the uh creative Commons zero cc zero license uh for the artwork and the fact that a organization like shark can take part in owning uh, the NFTs created on the original contract and then also extending out a universe uh, through ecosystem building activities, which I think is really uh, what gets a lot of us who are here in this call most excited. Um, Synth, I see you've jumped up. Uh, Could you give us a little insight into what the process was like for the tokenomics committee in trying to figure out uh, how how sharks should be priced? Yeah, I I first wanna say uh, it was a stressful process. Um, because we wanted to keep bidding on nouns, but we didn't have the funds and we wanted to figure out a fair rate. So we were, we were being cautious, but at the same time, there were a lot of members who were just like, let's just open back up. And and I I was feeling the pressure on a lot of ends and I wasn't the only member who was trying to get this done, but, but it did, it was a little stressful. It did feel like a lot of pressure and and I'm happy we finally found something out or or thought something through. Um, but yeah. The, the process was essentially we so it was it was set at like 750,000 shark per ETH um, and then it was closed because it wasn't a fair rate uh, for, for members who aren't so familiar with with nouns and sharks. Um, shark Dow actually picked up noun number two for 60. And if you've been paying attention to the auctions, they've been going for around 200. So a lot of members felt that it, it really wasn't fair at the current rate. Uh, what we were issuing shark per ETH at. So, so we had to really figure out a, a better way to value the nouns 
and, and value what, what Shark was worth. Uh, and it was really complicated. And there were some members who built models and valuations and, and all these sorts of things. And I think, I think what all of us were, were pretty uncomfortable with deciding on a number for what Shark per ETH should be worth, you know, declaring, hey, it should be worth, you know, 100,000 or 200,000 or whatever it would be. Um, because it, it was hard for someone to just make that decision individually, or it was hard to come to it as a group. So what we ended up doing was basically just just letting the free market decide. Um, one of the beautiful things about crypto is you can you can just open up an AMM, you know, and open up a pool on an AMM. Uh, we actually voted whether Sushi we should do it on Sushi or Uniswap. Our members decided to do it on Sushi Swap, and we wanted we just we just said market have at it and, and figure out what a, what a price is on the supply and demand for shark tokens. Um, and there was tons of volume on the first day when we launched it. I was I was not anticipating. Um, it was like eight hundred thousand dollars of volume for a hundred and fifty thousand dollar pool, which is absurd. Um, it was like eight x utilization whenever SushiSwap has that feature, so it was like eight hundred percent utilization, uh, which it was mind blowing. I did not expect that many people to participate in our experiment. Um, and then we figured out basically the volume weighted of the transactions in the first three four days turned out to be. Somewhere in like the the three seventy range, or, or I think it was even like the three thirty. I think it was lower, and we decided to just call it an even three fifty, and basically, uh, you know, use the signals from the market to determine what a fair rate was. And and I will say, I think it was a really good. I think it was a decent decision going forward, because, and I was having a lot of doubts about this, and and Drop Nerd maybe can can speak about this, but I was messaging him some nights late. I'm like, this is a horrible idea. This is never going to work. Um, this is just going to end disastrously. And I think it actually turned out okay because I noticed a lot of people in the NFT space are very new to, to DeFi and, and what you could do with DeFi um, and, ha- and how to do some valuation stuff. And, and what these people know, I think they're, they're from you know, the sneaker world or they're from collectibles and they, and they got into this NFT world and they're not necessarily the most versed on how to model things financially or, or you know, create financial models and and figure out valuations and multiples and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so with with knowing that there's a lot of uneducated people in the space, I thought it was fair that we decided to let a free market do it because I noticed when after we had reopened, there were a lot of people who came in and said, okay, I joined and I'm gonna ask questions later. So in my head, I was thinking, so they would have joined at any rate, like we could have done you know, one shark per ETH and they would have joined. Um, and a lot of people were just not, you know, not doing research and not DYORing before uh, they just aped into to SharkDAO, which which I which I like. I like that energy that they were so excited to to join the SharkDAO. But but I would recommend to to anyone on the call if anyone is is newer in this space to really just just take some time to do research. Like we were answering questions in the Discord. We were we were totally happy answering any questions anyone had. I was I was up a lot some nights just just answering questions. You know, some were experienced some people not very experienced it was all it was all levels um and and we were all happy to answer questions and i'm and i'm sure and i've been in a number of crypto discords before where they're also happy to answer questions so uh the space is friendly but it can also really really bite your ass if if you're not paying attention and and not doing your own research um so so that's that's just what i'll say and conclude with that so so to give people a little context uh am i correct in in thinking that the numbers were uh, 1 million shark per ETH before any nouns were purchased, then around 750, 780 something 
Um, or actually, does somebody actually know the numbers rather than me guessing what they were I, at each day? I think that I think that's correct. I think I think first was a million, and then and then it went down to like three seven thirty seven or something. It I was remember counting. when now yeah. two was one. I was listening to um, a Nouns Dow Twitter Spaces, and I was a little bit bored. Uh, and then I jumped over to the Shark Dow Discord, which I had not really spent any time in. And there was a call going on, and I believe it was Django, who I didn't know who he was, uh, someone from Juicebox, helping to revise the discount rate of, in order to essentially uh, yield like 15% fewer tokens per ETH uh, as soon as the, the first noun that Shark acquired, noun, noun two, um, was one. And it was an incredible thing because I was trying to ape in and, and I was excited and I was listening to a call, a DAO coordination call of about, I don't know, 10 people, maybe less even, talking about how, like, walking through, executing the transactions, pauses, silences on the call while adjusting this discount rate. I ended up uh, joining the DAO after, actually, uh, my transaction passed in after the after Django had fixed the discount rate. But it was a very, like, organic moment. I felt it was completely fair that I get that much less for something that was that much more certain uh given that it had already won a noun by the time i was i decided to 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 join in with my own eth um so i find i i feel this is something that's like a a narrative that for me runs through shark uh which is everyone is sort of learning on their feet like when this tokenomics crisis happened uh there were some people who sort of popped up in the chat who i hadn't necessarily seen so much and then were offering um perspectives from experience in venture capital or experience in finance uh, that are to me as a sort of a NFT degen, uh, very interesting and a little above my head. I, to me, launching uh, liquidity bootstrapping the pool was uh, something that would have really intimidated me personally. But then in the DAO, you get to see like as much as you have time and attention to dedicate to it, you can watch the conversation unfold in the tokenomics committee. So I think that to me is one thing that's very exciting about uh, Shark. Um, and so Shark did uh, this market test for what the price should be. And now the exchange rate between Shark and ETH, if you were to contribute through the juice.money interface is 350,000 Shark per ETH, which is interesting because since it was a million before and it's 350,000 now, but the DAO is gone from zero to three nouns, plus all of this momentum around building that I find so exciting. Um, so it's interesting that that's what the market has so far indicated the juice interface price should be. Um, is it, it, what it, that's, it, this is like something similar to the price on sushi swap right now. I actually don't know what it is. Yeah. The, the sushi swap keeps changing a little bit because there are people who want exits and I don't know, the pool has been super strange, but it's, it's super fun to watch, um, like what's been going on with this pool. Because uh, there is a little the bit of size. Does the size is it so small that its dynamics are very unlike something? If you're more familiar with like Dai ETH or something like this, is this a a very different liquidity pool? Yeah, I I, I think of it like like a little like a little baby. If you like rock the carriage too hard, like if you deposit too much shark, there's going to be way too much ETH in the pool. And if you take out too much ETH, there's going to be way too much shark in the pool. Um, so so I feel like you can it, it can create a lot of imbalances. Um, and there's a lot of ARB opportunity there. Uh, people people want to look at the pool. I'm always I'm always willing to. I always want the market to be more efficient because when the market's more efficient, I think it leads more people to juice box when there's less opportunity. So that that was one of the things that we were worried about if uh, things were trading too low on 
on SushiSwap, we were worried that some of the volume would go to SushiSwap, but I don't really think that's been the case. Uh, I think a but tiny I, bit, yeah. When we were yeah, talking, yeah, I, I heard the idea floated that like, in this setup, in this, it, so Shark Shark is using a certain kind of financial model, fundraising model uh, for its use of the Juicebox protocol. And um, in th what I heard floated during the tokenomics discussions before the SushiSwap pool was live was that the juice interface should be the ceiling on the price because there would be no reason to purchase through SushiSwap if the price was higher than the Juicebox price, which is static during a funding cycle at least. Um, so it should be the natural ceiling and there should be arbitrage opportunities if ever the prices differ too much. Um, it, has that played out or, or what have we actually seen? Yeah, I, I think that has been the case. I think it was, I don't think I've seen it dip below 350. And, and if it does, it's, it's never for too long. Um, I think right now it's sitting at like 400 ish, um, which means that there's probably only an ETH or so room before it dips to, to 350 and then there's and then they reach like equilibrium with juice box. Can you remind me what is the total amount of ETH in the pool right now? So it's it's like 20 ETH roughly and then 20 ETH worth of shark at any given time. Interesting. That's not that much. No, it, it's very small because the DAO had to initiate buybacks from members. Uh, we didn't do any printing. Uh, we didn't we didn't mint any new shark tokens so we just we declared a rate this one was very arbitrary uh we just figured uh dow members would be willing to sell their tokens for four hundred thirty thousand shark per ETH. and if you if you donated during uh you know the funding cycle where we were doing a million that looked like a really good exit you know it was uh, mm -hmm. I, I know for you nft dgens maybe at 2.3 x in in a week and a half time might not seem great you call um, that gains <laughs> yeah exactly right but but I, some members were, were definitely comfortable selling at that rate. So, so we did, I was, I was also, again, totally worried. This was just going to fail miserably. I'm like, I'm like to drop. I'm like, we're just not going to get interest for the buybacks. Um, and then we did, and it was great. Uh, so, you know, some gracious members decided to donate, not really knowing what the rate would be on SushiSwap, but just took that leap, you know, I mean, cause it was profitable for them, but it could have been more profitable had they waited. Um, but there is a had... danger, right, to being in a in a small liquidity pool, right? There there is some risk in them, or I guess you they sold to the DAO, yeah, so yeah, the DAO yeah. They, paid ETH for it. Yeah, they're not they're not in the pool. We just we just bought it from them. Uh, we just bought the shark, and then we actually had a really gracious member, uh, GG. I don't I don't really know if he's on Twitter at all, whatever. But but he said if we if we buy back his shark, he will match us in the pool. And I was like, that's that's incredible. Um, so, so we do you his. know the motivation behind that or why, why did people sell? I think it was, well, a lot of people just, you know, it never hurts. It never hurts to take profits. Again, like right. I said, a lot of people were the, these nouns we acquired for so cheap. Um, and people just wanted to, to take some profits and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, you know, fucked up that ETH, uh, great guy, but, but he was, he was the largest, the largest holder. And he said he wanted to just you know, decentralize a little bit and, and there's not, there's nothing wrong with that. So. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense um, for people who especially have larger positions. Um, I have a quick question so, about the, yeah, um, if, if we're staking or like if we uh, have a pair on sushi, like if we offer up shark and ETH or shark and USDC or something like that, um, are we still able to vote or would that take uh, away our um, like skin in the, in the shark DAO voting? 
that's actually can, that's actually a great question. Uh, wait, Goldie, did can, you did you have an answer? I, I can tell you that you can't because as an experiment, I took a hundred thousand shark and I um, put it in the liquidity pool just to like dip my toe in. And I've never done that before, so I was like, oh, this would be fun to do it with shark. Um, and the last time I voted in a snapshot, it was a hundred thousand short. So um, that that from my experience, the answer is you you cannot vote with your shark if it's pulled. Got yeah, it, I it. mean, because you're given the, the, S, the SLP in return, right? So um, Exactly, yeah. So it's not in my wallet. The shark's not in my wallet anymore. So, yeah. Yeah, so we could – I actually don't necessarily want to encourage uh, liquidity at the moment just because we're in the middle of a funding cycle. That that may change in the future. Um, it, anyone's free. You know, it's, it, it is it – is we, we are in Ethereum world, and if you, you are free to do whatever you want. But I don't think the DAO is going to encourage liquidity liquidity providing just yet because we we don't we don't want to mess around too much. I think I, we want you know ninety percent or so to flow through Juicebox. Uh, so so we don't want to encourage liquidity rewards yet. I think the time will come where we will offer rewards to people. I don't want to make any promises, but but I think there there may be some time to offer you know rewards if you do liquidity provide for Shark. If, does Absolutely. that make sense? I, and I think, and I think to that point, just for anyone that doesn't kind of realize it, um, it makes more sense. Both SharkDAO and anyone willing wanting to buy Shark tokens should be incentivized to buy through Juicebox anyway, because um, that means that the ETH that you put in goes into the treasury of SharkDAO, therefore creating more value for both your Shark tokens and like more ability for shark now to do what it wants to do so um, right, yeah, right. It, make, it makes sense right to, that you would you would want to buy in through juice box yeah exactly. also, also sorry that i had to request again twitter space is like just doesn't work for me for some reason but um what's the uh because you know <clears throat> i was with you guys on kind of like the initial fundraising what's the what's the new like discount i just haven't had time to really keep up with all the proposals and and all that stuff so i'm, I'm coming in a little bit uh green uh, it's it's three hundred fifty thousand shark per ETH. Uh, what, the, what the great thing is, uh, the DAO does not want to endorse any financial models because it, it, we we don't want to. You know, Shark is a community DAO token. Uh, you can view it as an investment if you want. That's not what the DAO calls it. Um, but you are because of the nature of Nouns DAO and how it works a little differently than traditional NFT projects. Like like I'm not sure you can you can financially model out an ape or a crypto punk. You just kind of look at the floor and, and say, oh, you know, these other ones are selling for this price, so I think mine is worth X. Uh, but the cool thing with Nouns DAO is you actually have a stake in, 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 the, in the DAO itself. So you divide your, your Noun. So let's say, you know, there's, what, what did we just auction off? Noun 27? Um, yeah, so Noun 27. So if you own one Noun, you own one 27th of the treasury. Obviously, you can't just take out your ETH at any time, um, but you do have a vote, and you're, and you know that's your share essentially. So <clears throat> you you can basically model out what you think Shark Down might be worth, and I encourage you all as a, as a fun experiment to just just figure it out. You know, look at SharkDAO.eth. What does the wallet hold? How much? How much is actually in the Shark Dow bank? Um, look at how much we've currently fundraised. Look how many look how many tokens we've currently issued. And you, you could just do it on an, on an Excel spreadsheet. It, it should take you, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. It's not a very, it's not, it's not super complicated. Well, yeah, I think I put in like two ETH in the original 
like originally it was like one ETH was a million, right? And you're saying now one ETH is three hundred fifty thousand tokens. Yeah, it's it's two reasons. One because nouns have appreciated immensely, just that the average selling price has gone up a lot. But also we do want to incentivize people getting in early. Um, we do kind of want to create this little bit of an inorganic discount rate, you know, like arbitrarily decide every funding cycle we're going to decrease by 5% or 10%. That way we encourage people to to purchase nouns. Uh, sorry, to help us fundraise to purchase nouns. So we create a little bit, you know, that FOMO energy where getting in at, at noun number three is not the same as getting in at noun number 12, you know, or 15 or whatever, however many we were going to buy, you know. Yeah, 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 for sure. I'm like, I'm stoked, uh, you know, that it, you know, has reduced by that much because, you know, for all the early people, it's, uh, you know, feels good because, you know, we were buying nouns at, you know, 30, 40 ETH and now they're like selling for 200. So, um, yeah, fun times. Exactly. And we've we've sold 50% of our fundraising. We know we, we're 50% of the way through and that was yeah, two so days. Can you, can you describe what, what, what were the parameters of the reopening and, um, how was it priced based on the sushi swap information and, and how, how, how did it all play out? Yeah. So it was, we, we decided on like some sort of a, we, we were basically um, using market signals. I don't know if there was an exact formula per se, but we were, you know, crunching the numbers and we figured out at the time the pool was most active, which is like in the first 48 hours or so it traded roughly in like the three thirty thousand shark per ETH range. Um, so like I said earlier, we just, we just called it a, an even 350. You could read the original proposal. It's, it's on snapshot. Um, it lays out some of our thinking and more detailed explanation. If you're, if you guys are interested, it's just snapshot. It was at .org and sharks. You just search sharks on there. Yeah. Shark down on, on snapshot. Uh, and just to be clear, I think maybe one thing listening to you speak, uh, synth is like, um, you know, sometimes people will use the pronoun like our, our, or whatever, but like really there's just individuals contributing ideas and, and almost like stewarding this entity into existence, um, rather than like, uh, some other DAOs, which are also legitimate, but that are, that are started in a more like we have a, a project we're doing together. Like the project started from a very organic collecting place about a people's noun, essentially, and has since evolved into like someone needs to handle all these questions. So like someone needed to handle, well, how do we figure out what the price should be? The community is telling us by vote that they aren't happy selling at this price anymore. How do we decide what the price is? And then we go through this whole process with synth. So it's like, there's, it's, if it's an architecture, it is one that is built ad hoc uh, as required in order to keep the entity alive. Not, not, not like some architects trying to make a payday on their bags. I would say, I mean, frankly, I don't, I don't think I, I don't even know how many tokens I own. I'm there for the conversation more than the tokens. I, I think it, it's a fun thing to join for, I, I wouldn't encourage anyone to do anything, but I think it's a great thing to join for $1 just to be able to listen to the conversations. And, and even you don't need to invest anything to do that, but it's so fun to watch this play out, like what Synth pulled together. Synth, what was your background in tokenomics before all this experience? Uh, so I guess I've been involved in like, I, I know I was into crypto in like 2017. I think someone like through the, I, I didn't really, you know, I think the Bitcoin maxis may have caught me or something. Uh, I didn't really know that there was this whole Ethereum world out there. And then the market crashed. I left. Um, I was, I was in high school at the time. I didn't really know much. Um, but then I got to college and, and, and the pandemic hit and I just got, you know, I was studying ethereum and and this kind of stuff for like i treated it like 
basically close to a full-time job. I just had so much time and I was spending so many hours just researching the, you know, sushi swaps and AMMs and understanding what the hell Uniswap V3 is and, and all these protocols. And there was just so much, like every, every time I looked, there was this new project that looked super cool that, that I wanted to be, get involved in. Um, so I found it very hard to get involved in DAOs actually. Um, I like had this knowledge built up, but every time I'd like peek my head into to a DAO, it was like, okay, you know, we're this billion dollar DAO and we have 4,000 volunteers. Like what is, you know, and we have people working from Fortune 500 companies. Like what does this synth guy know, you know? Um, but then I, I stumbled upon this, this shark DAO and I was like, I feel like they might, they might need my help. You know, maybe I'm not the best person for this job, but I know a little bit. Uh, so, so I felt like I could, I could apply my knowledge there. Um, and yeah, I guess, I guess that that's, that's partially my background. Um, I'm not, I'm no expert by any means. I think all of us are still learning and then that's what feels super cool about Sharkdale. I think a lot of us are really are so eager to learn about this space. Um, and, and, and there's, you know, it's, it's never ending the, the learning experience. I think the story you tell is very relatable for many people in the space. Yeah, I've, absolutely. I have two questions for the group. One is, um, what's our what's our current like ETH holdings, and do we have enough to, uh, like, be competition, uh, to get a shark? And like, is the shark? Are we going to grab it? We need the shark, uh, is what I'm saying. It'd be it'd be really close at this point. I haven't checked the numbers exactly. I think we have. Oh no no no, we're probably good. I think we have three hundred thirty in the bank. Um, oh sick okay so we're we're good to go we're good to go yeah i don't think uh the multi-sig has taken the the eth out of juice box i think that's how it works um so i think it's just just sitting there for us in the contract uh, we do need it we do need to take it out but uh i don't know I, I don't think i think i feel much more comfortable now because we could just jump on any noun that we really like and and again we are we are at such a fast pace um at this pace if we acquire you know, a couple more nouns this month in September, we're going to be close to outpacing the, the nounders, which is absurd. Uh, if we have a larger stake, then that's than fucking them, sick. I, yeah, I, I don't know what that's what that hilarious. Okay, um, I, and then today was two thirty five. My my second question, which I think is fairly important, is I feel like nouns DAO and like the nounders and four one five six are like monopolizing the promotion of DAOs to acquire nouns in the form of party bid. Um, like every, you know, uh, ending in the number one noun is a party noun. It's like, when was that decided? And like, why are they getting active marketing? And, you know, like Shark DAO isn't. Like, why have they been chosen as like the, you know, the DAO representative of nouns? Yeah, there's actually a new proposal to create a new uh, interface, actually, that would buy, buy another noun holder. I, I don't know. I, you know, I think basically, like, there's lots of entities moving around in the space, and it's we're all figuring out. I, th I think there was a period of time where, what was it, in three weeks, we had won three nouns. Um, I guess that's since maybe eroded. But, um, you know, who's who, who will have the stamina for collecting, like, shark? Is, is kind of how I think about it. Like, I, I, um, I'm hoping that Shark can deliver. I, I also think the best thing Shark can do, frankly, is deliver value to Nounsdow. Like, um, 
sharks cannot be in it for sharks alone. We are part of an ecosystem and it's actually a CC zero ecosystem, which means it's positive sum. Like there's not a fight for the IP. We don't need to be against anybody. So it's just better. I, I, I would love to explore possibilities and I've been encouraging, you know, this sort of like active, what I, I try and push in, in conversations is like, I think we should be filling needs for Nouns now. I think that's something that I, I don't think we should create a kind of uh, rivalry with Nounders as much as possible. I don't think that's necessary. And frankly, I think like we're so early in NFTs and in crypto, et cetera, like this is very positive sum period. And we should always try to embrace that because we don't need to create toxic relationships. Uh, the economics don't require it. Yeah, I, I, to I totally yeah. second that. Like, I agree with that, like, pretty much everything you said. And just to note, uh, uh, I just wanted to note that, like, Nounders have actually been quite supportive of SharkDAO, at least um, behind the scenes. Like, they've actually helped us quite a bit with technical stuff, interacting with their contract, interacting with the voting um uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I just wanted to like note that so that like no one gets the perception that they're kind of like ignoring us uh, or um, or not, you know, trying yeah, to fight against us. I don't think that's what it's about. I think it's about trying to, every pathway to get people involved in nouns they're trying to promote. But I hear what you're saying. Yeah, just like as, you know, like retail or like coming from like a community marketing perspective, it just fe it, it just appears as if, you know, they're there is like a DAO that's like front and center that was like chosen as, you know, they're going to get every 11th noun. Um, so I was just wondering what your guys' thoughts were on that. So thanks for, uh, thanks for the insights. Yeah. Oh, just to be clear, they're not like, I um, I'm not sure if you're, if I'm misunderstanding you or if you're misunderstanding um, the, the scenario, but I think the nounders were just encouraging that um, party DAO try and create a, cadence for when they bid on nouns because they could see that they kept failing and uh to to capture one and thought that it was a good idea to make sure there was like a a, a clear idea of when it was going to happen so that the funds wouldn't be spread out across because they could see party DAO's limitation was essentially you've got 24 hours to raise the money and win and win the bid and the lack of coordination meant that it was very difficult to do that, which is part of the reason why the like kind of the reasoning of the current proposal, which is that um, the current proposal uh, made that's that's in front of Nounsdow um, for what's called party nouns would be that when you pull the ETH to bid on a noun, if you lose it, if the if the party loses that noun, the the ETH automatically can roll over to tomorrow's noun, um, and you have the opportunity to exit as well, um, but. It just means that the fundraising effort, they didn't have to start from scratch every day, which is what party bid currently has to do and which is why their suggestion and, yes, promotion of of the idea um, was was party should bid every once um, on every X noun um, so that there's actually momentum behind it. But, yeah, I'm just I'm not sure if I'm if that's exactly what you're saying or if I have clarified something. No. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that's great context. I'd love to turn to Kenny. So Kenny, you've been working primarily with uh, development. I mean, you've been all over the DAO and there since the start, but uh, I feel like development is a community that you could speak to. What, what's going on there? Sure. Um, you know, well, I think at the one of the aspects of the beginning of the DAO at the at the uh, maybe it was like 
two days before it went to mainnet, um, then Armin dropped these noun GANs on some of the, some like all the people who had been testing for a longer period of time and a couple of us sort of who were late additions to the Rinkby test uh, didn't get them. So there was this whole sort of uh, move towards derivatives, which I think like we've seen in the last couple of days across loot, like how many derivative products are there like happening off of loot, like 50, it's, it's crazy. Um, there was a smaller version of that happening around nouns. And so at the beginning of the DAO, there was definitely the sense that um, there were a lot of artists who were joining Shark DAO who wanted to create around the nouns ecosystem. And we wanted to be a part of that. And so I think uh, as our presence in our community evolves and as we sort of get more capabilities that uh, are happening in partnership with Juicebox, uh, we're going to be able to do some interesting NFT drops that are tied directly to uh, both community members joining, benefits for community members to get access to those drops, and then also how do we tie that into uh, the value of Shark and, and make a bigger ecosystem around what we're doing. Although I think some of the stuff we're talking about has this tie into like the bigger nouns DAO. I think sometimes when I think about it, at least I tend to think about it. It's like, how does it just become a part of Shark DAO? And it would be good for us to kind of imagine how this is a bigger effort. Um, so I think there's a lot to come. Uh, Kenny, but... can, can I ask a question? It's, it's, I love what you're saying, but it's very abstract. Can you tell me about the crypto teddies thing? How did that come together? Uh, what is that? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So it's like, we're definitely going to an interesting place, but at the beginning, it's like, let's just do something simple. So uh, I thought that, yeah, I, I've been a fan of Numo for a while. I, uh, I have collected a couple of blip maps and been a part of that community. And I knew that there were other people who are also um, both in the blip map community and ended up in SharkDAO. So I reached out to Numo, who is both the creator of a bunch of different blip maps, including the Teddy series, and then this other collection that he does on his own called Crypto Teddies. And so I reached out to him, uh, I think actually on the Crypto Teddies Discord, which is a, a delightful place to be. And uh, I was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm a part of SharkDAO. This is who we are. This is what we're doing. And I'd love to do a collab with you. And, you know, let's 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 create something and then you know share with the community and see where we go and you know no no big commitments like let's just try something so we we chatted a little bit he had this idea for like okay i want to do a teddy that's actually in a shark costume uh i thought that was great he knocked it out over the course of a day um but it's funny actually also to um to goldie's point i had to share like the original shark, like not every under, the colors of our shark, there's a lot of aspects of it that really make it specific. So we went through a couple of rounds of really tuning it up and making it very, very, you know, nounish and shark dowish. And, uh, and then Kenny, it was uh, like- uh, As much as you're willing to share, uh, give us a sense of your background in the world prior to shark and prior to crypto. Uh, yeah. Um, just for, I, I'm, I'm curious. I, I love to I love to show people how people who are active in different committees committees have such different backgrounds. 
So sure. t- yeah, tell us a little about I'm that. A, you know, I'm I'm actually relatively new to the to like the crypto world. I've really only been working actively to participate in stuff over the last six months. Before that, um, I've worked at a lot of traditional media companies, uh, leading technology innovation and media innovation for them. So that includes MTV, Nickelodeon, The Walking Dead. Uh, I worked at the Walt Disney Company for a long time. And uh, yeah, so I basically have worked in a lot of different roles that are um, just places where we need to have deep collaboration between uh, traditional creatives, designers, writers, you know, all, all kinds of aspects of that and new technology platforms and what, what we can do. So that's, um, that's my background. And I've, I've done this, uh, I don't know, for some of the people I've interacted with more carefully, I think uh, that you've used some of the products that I've built to add to, across your across your childhood and young adulthood uh, I've, been doing, I've been doing this for a long time so uh but it's but it's really it's really great and i think one of the most exciting things about like shark dow is certainly the community and you know and i think everybody's sort of sense of you know we're good we're all gonna make it we're gonna figure this out together mm-hmm. and uh it's funny when we were talking about the origin of it and like the spirit of it uh, you know what someone Someone who hasn't talked yet, who should actually start, you know, talking is Lithium. Because uh, I just remember, like, at the very beginning, when we're like, what the hell is this? He's like, look, it's very fucking simple. This is, we're, we're sharks. We're not whales. Not everyone can be a whale. <laughs> this is a place for people to come in and, like, and become a part of it. And, like, that aspect of the community, like, I, I don't know the exact number, but I think there's a a very significant percentage of the community members donate a very small amount of money or, or sort of they, they buy in at a smaller level. And that's great. And I think that that's, that's special. But then I've also had interactions, um, you know, with people who have multiple crypto punks and they're like, I want to sell one of my punks and like just join Shark Dow. This is like so much more fun because you're actually you're actually like engaging and trying to get something done it's not just a flex and um you know so i think it's great that like people want to be a part of shark dow whether they can afford their own noun or they can only afford like 0.01 ETH to get their foot in the door and be a part of the community so um it is it is a very rare thing right we it's a it's a free range dow that kind of just formed it wasn't one person or three people saying i mean even though people sort of helped it arise it, it was a total groundswell experience i mean for example uh l defy jesus who was trying to get a party bid written by the party dow team originally and then ended up being one of the core people uh pushing for shark to be created in the first place on Juicebox. Uh, I haven't seen him around since he convinced me to join. <laughs> I haven't, in fact, I haven't seen him since well before Shark won its first uh, noun. It, it, he just was in the community and then gone. Like uh, one of the founding people, I, I don't know how many tokens he has, but I, I don't have any feeling like he controls the DAO. He's just, he was in it for the piece that it was interesting to him. And then he got busy with some other work and it's, you know, it's all good feelings. Like it's no, 
it's a fascinating kind of social experiment to be a part of something. Lithium, what is a shark? Hey, everyone. Um, a shark is just someone who owns shark token. <laughs> no simple way to say it. But, uh, yeah. Um, the whole essence is just to make the nouns DAO more accessible. Because, you know, not everyone has... 100F to be able to participate in the nouns DAO and actually get, get to vote. So one of the core th- principles of Shark DAO is, you know, what a nouns DAO proposal comes up and then <clears throat> we put up in our snapshot and then you actually get to vote on it because we have nouns that we can vote with and you can choose what we vote, essentially. So sub DAO, essentially. But, you know, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. But I so am part a, of the... a sub DAO that's more accessible. So for, for for you, the heart of actually tell me when did you join? What was your origin story with Shark? Um, so basically, I finished uh, organizing this like board ape event called Ape to LA, and then what I was... was that about? What was that event about? Oh, it was what is it? So basically, uh, we won a grant from uh, the Basie Community Fund or whatever it's called. And then uh, we use that, put that money into doing like an IRL board ape, like celebration of derivatives and art and the the whole project in general. What was your connection to board ape uh, relative to NFTs? When did you start thinking about NFTs in the first place? Um, I don't know how to explain it, but... Um, I was like, so let's say 2017, I was like too stupid and young to purchase crypto and then it dumped and then I bought F when F was like in 2019 when it was like 150 or like 80 bucks in between that range. And then um, I just kind of been paying attention to it. And then a friend of mine, Mr. Uh, Mr. Crunch, who's not here, I believe. Um, about like four months ago, um, he's like, it's like 2am. He's like, yo, you gotta buy this ape. And it's like the middle of the night at 2am. And then I crawl out of bed and I buy it for, you know, 0.4 F. So then I bought a couple other and, you know, followed crypto to uh, NFT Twitter and then ended up in the nouns discord and then saw shark down and then just hopped on. That's pretty much it. But you were you were applying to grants at uh, Basie, like you you saw you all, you were already being proactive in a, another token community of sorts. Yeah, well, yeah, pretty much. I like it's kind of like I don't know if I'm per se like creating value by you know pumping the community by pumping the community. You pump your own bags, so it's like a good thing to do, in my opinion. I hope someone's recording this. Um, okay, so you so you believe that your contribution to the community can be, if you're a bag holder, you you feel you can. I mean, I, to me, this is something that Metacovan actually taught me this lesson through the Zima Red interviews. That Metapurse was collectors have to actively manage their collections, and you cannot just sit back and expect that your bags will increase in value, and whether or not it's a success or a failure, like B20, for instance, is an example of like, 
taking independent NFTs and turning them into something greater than the sum of their parts, um, which at that time was a very early tokenization effort uh, for at least my experience in the NFT scene. Obviously, there's all kinds of fractionalization prior to that. But uh, in terms of like the Beeple collection and, and connecting with this current wave where this wave started uh, maybe a year ago. Um, they, but the point is that they were creating new intellectual property out of a new, almost new experiences. It's a little cheesy. It's a little uh, like whatever corporate vulgar, but like creating new opportunities for experience by creating something that exceeds the value of its underlying NFTs, uh, which is what occurred to me when I saw uh, the 2066 punk on PartyBit also, that it was a shame that that community could not create something greater than the sum of its parts because uh, the protocol that it was executed on ultimately is like oriented toward the buyout inevitably. So I'm sure that'll change in the future. And obviously this is what uh, fractional folks are, I assume looking at and what everyone's thinking about, you know, how do you, how do you make fractionalization interesting? But what I really love about shark is in part that it, it, it has this long-term vision that is really to connect to this CC zero art, which is so fresh with Nounsdow. So I feel that's what, uh, you know, development and, and, and thinking about, I, I love lithium bringing it back to sharks basically, because it's like, what is a shark? Like, how do we decide what to do? How does the community create a collective spirit that is able to vote on proposals and judge things? And also what is the feeling of being in the conversation in the discord? How do people treat each other and what kinds of arguments tend to, to win in discussions? So, uh, for me, it's been an incredible experience. I don't know if Lithium, you had anything else to add or if there's any topics we've talked about already that you'd love to touch on. Uh, I would just like to say that, um, so one thing that people should realize is you can't buy nouns forever. And I'm pushing for, uh, ways to bring, you know, you know, we need to come up with ideas that bring value to the nouns DAO or the nouns eco and as well as create our own ecosystem of shark DAO. Like, I mean, I'm like for the past couple of days, I've been making like, uh, shark nouns pretty much funny looking ones so there's a lot of we're the development committee is going to be making some fun stuff and uh i also wanted to mention uh our, we're coming out with a commemorative nft and uh what is it the pill is like for the pill it's going to be like morpheus pill and it looks really cool and it's done by coral Lorca, if you know what so, that is I Maybe for people who haven't been paying attention in the Discord, how uh, how are these commemorative NFTs? Uh, who, who gets awarded them, and, and what are they? Pill, you said. Yeah. So pretty much, if you were in the DAO before the acquisition of the noun, then you can you can mint that commemorative NFT for it. But uh, I've also been thinking about like, what is the utility when it comes to it? So. That's another thing I need help with, but essentially if you got in before noun two, you can mint three commemorative NFTs for each for noun two, five and fifteen. And if you got in before noun five, you can get the one for five and fifteen. But it's it's also gonna be AR, I believe. So it's gonna come with an AR file and you can uh chill with your 
with your pineapple and, uh, and other things like that. So, so there's going to be 3D art in this thing. Wow, this DAO does everything. Uh, incredible. And do we know the proposal passed on that and, and that's uh, coming in the next weeks, I guess? Yeah, we're, uh, we're basically, there's a couple things we're waiting on, like, but we're, we're going to make it happen because we got the funding. Amazing. Boys, um, I just wanted to say I just got a Crypto Teddy Shark DAO. I'm fucking stoked. I didn't know we could claim it early, but, you know, had to get it at 3x the cost. Fuck it. It's a new Super. one, after all. Man, it's a beautiful, beautiful, cute little guy. It's really cute. I, costume. I, I pinned it at the top of the uh, call, if anyone wants to take a look. Yeah, see, this is the problem with NFTs. Is like everybody's so busy. It's like sometimes you miss out on this stuff, but, you know. Definitely down to support the artist, you know, buy in the secondary. It's a sick NFT. And I'm super stoked for all the commemorative NFTs, too. Those sound awesome. Uh, Nicholas, I have, I have one question for you. Sure. Will you be selling any loot to become a Noun member? Oh, wow. Um uh, I, I don't I don't plan on that just yet. I don't have any plans to, to sell any loot for now. Um, I'm very interested in that project, and uh, I don't know. We're, we're I, I love how transparent Sharks is. I, I, I can't, but one thing I, I've been talking a little bit in the Discord is um, I would love to see Sharks branch out, and and in in the spirit of kind of what Lithium was saying, and and, and some of Kenny's thoughts, and everybody about ecosystem orientation. Like I think what the innovation is that allowed for Shark to exist is the CC zero and this brilliant mechanism. But as everybody knows, like ultimately the nouns are a deflationary governance token, unless of course the governance votes some to count, you know, nouns after noun 50 at half governance value or something. I, I don't know, but, and I have no idea if there are any discussions to do such a thing, but either way, like I, I'm really interested in shark, like being a great uh, citizen of the nouns ecosystem and builder, but also building in other uh, intellectual properties. And, um, you know, I'm a bag holder, so take, take everything I say with a, a grain of salt, of course, but I think loot is a super interesting paradigm shift in NFTs. And I would love to see Shark consider that, whether or not, uh, you know, it's a discussion. It's not something any one person decides, but I would love to have a conversation about that also. So, uh, and in just in general, like thinking, what is the future of Shark? Like, what are we building? Sure, we're going to do derivative NFTs and and you know have that energy to build things, but I, I don't see. I I feel like what the strength of Shark is, and to me, what a Shark is, is a certain kind of attitude. And I'd love to actually read. Maybe drop. You could read the the mission statement that we, we wrote with with the help of other Sharks. Um, next up, but but basically, I feel like Shark's strength is building ecosystems. The muscle we're building is building ecosystems on CC0 intellectual property. And as a good citizen, as someone who, as someone who creates the next loot, you're like, oh, damn, if I could get Shark to give a shit about my property, then it would be the next magic or it would be the next, you know, like if you're thinking like that as a creator, it's like, you know, in a way like A16Z, you know, Variant Fund, whatever these things, like they dap someone and it's like a, a mark of quality in some sense. Uh, and I think, it would be great if Shark could have the creative might and, and generosity to be welcomed in and, and even desired as an investor, like a, a development 
not, not an investor in financial terms, but a partner, a collaborator in releasing new intellectual property with artists like Numo, who knows what other kinds of collaborations like that, collaborations with other DAOs. Uh, to me, this is like very exciting. And Lude is just like the one that's on my mind lately. So you caught me on whatever it is, September 2nd, 2021. So we're talking about Lude. Uh, but I do think Lude is, is an interesting project long-term and I would love to see Shark. Um, you know, at the same time, it's like, there's only like a handful of people who are pulling most of the weight in Shark. Uh, it, that's not a problem, but it's just like a reality. Like there's a small group of people, I, I couldn't count them, but they're in all these committees and active. And outside of, you know, what they do, nothing happens. So even like proposing an idea like I'm proposing now, it's like, yeah, but am I gonna do anything about it? If I dedicate the time and do it, then maybe something will happen, maybe something will come. So I, I, I would say that would be my message rather than investing to people like that experience is so educational. It's grad school, it's, it's incredible. Did anyone else have any questions or, oh yeah, yeah. DeFi, oh, DeFi Jesus is here. My God, my shark father. How's it going, DeFi Jesus? Yo, Nicholas, what's up? Yo, a lot, a lot happens in a month, huh? No, I have no idea. So I, I just wanted to clear up that I, I joined in the very early beginnings of SharkDAO. I made sure that we have enough momentum to take this to the next level. I was there for the first for the first noun, I think. I think I was bidding. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think I was actually there. Yeah. And you uh helped us bid. Uh sorry. I just wanted to like kind of tell that story because it's amazing. Uh like we we're trying to figure out how do we get enough like bidders together to help us bid on the second uh to help us bid on the second noun after we were bidding on the first noun. And there just didn't seem to be anyone available. And I think, uh, like, even, uh, like, you, uh, like, uh, DeFi Jesus, uh, we weren't sure if you were going to be free. But, like, at the last moment, uh, I, I think it was you. I think you came up with an idea. Let's just bid and see how it goes. And if it doesn't win, then we'll try again next time. But it was, uh, so... We put in the bid. I, I think it was a number that you you suggested. Uh, went for sixty nine point sixty nine e, and you basically uh, helped us do this, uh, like execute a plan where you're you're the guy that like you're you're not looking back and there's like a building on fire, but like you tossed like that uh, that bomb behind you and everything like exploded. Like I'm out, guys. But yeah, that was that was amazing. Thanks for thanks for being there and. Uh, making uh help helping us make history oh it it was thank you thank you but it was so stressing doing the bidding having like our hands in so much money that it isn't even our money <laughs> and yeah it's just overall stressing because we don't want to fuck up we don't want to do anything wrong and we have five minutes to bid we have we need two signatures to bid and yeah it was just a lot of pressure but yeah, in the past couple of weeks, I've had a lot of stuff to work on. So I work at Pixel Vault, I work at the Buzz Bears, I work at Index Co-op. So I, I, every week I try to give a look at SharkDAO, see how it's, is it going, see the direction, but I'm not really active anymore. But I still have 3.5 million <laughs> SharkDAO tokens and I'm not selling. <laughs> 
uh, Defi Jesus, so you were like a major catalyst in getting this thing done. I told the story earlier. I don't know if you were on the call about how you were pestering me on DMs to to get Party Bait integrated in, and I really got seriously looking at it because of you. So pushing on many different directions that some of them that didn't turn out, and yet never never being relentless about it. I think is your your strength in this. It sounds like from the story, I wasn't watching too close, but uh, I'm curious. Do you have an idea of what sharks are? What is SharkDAO? Uh, sorry, I, I got a call. Can you repeat the question? Yeah, Just the last uh, question, the last part. What do you What do you think sharks are about? What is SharkDAO to you, or what would you love to see? For me, it was like cr- creating like because I, I see like as as nouns evolve, some big whales will pull their resources together and start to just acquire noun after noun. And I see this as a democratic version of it, where anyone can join in and have this big influence over a part of the nouns now, right? Because we saw that this was eventually going to happen. And because I think the the main idea between SharkDAO is fighting the whales, right? Is not giving them all the nouns. And yeah, in terms of like future, I do agree about creating value for the nouns now and creating infrastructure for the nouns now. I think that is a big part. And also knowing that we have like noun two for 69 ETH and that is like very, very cheap in my opinion. <laughs> and yeah, I, I think overall we got we have great deals that this will be, um, there will be a major liquidity event. Like, we just have to build on top of this until we have enough, like, resources and enough, like, uh, liquidity, basically, where we can start to uh, pay out and give rewards to the people that believed in this from the early beginnings. Like, we we struggled really hard to, to get the first 100 of these, but to get to 300 ETH was much more easier, right? So, yeah. That's very interesting. Um, How do you think about the tokenomics process that's gone on? Have have you paid attention at all? Uh, um, Basically, Shark was closed for a minute for uh, contributions were closed um, for a period of a week or something like that. And then uh, reopened after sushi swap pool was was used to figure out what the price should be, and now it's uh, as opposed to one million shark per ETH before it's now three hundred and fifty or so thousand ETH per uh, shark per ETH. Um, do you have feelings as someone who was in it so early, or, or are you just happy to see it exist? Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm happy that we we allow anyone from the DAO to get liquidity as they please. That is a major step in my opinion. Even if that doesn't um, really align with what we want, I think from the start, one thing that I, when we were making these decisions very early on, is that we need to give the ability for everyone that aligned with the initial project, but now that we are changing it, they might not align anymore. So we need to give them a way to opt out. And I think that's a big part of it. And having this liquidity pool or having this token being traded on sushi is um, a way to do that. I'm not sure like if I'm, I'm not even sure like if I have profit or not, 
honestly i don't look at anything i just i just work <laughs> i know what you mean uh does anyone have any questions or did drop nerd you have anything to say uh, we're coming up on like an hour and a half uh i figure we'll go for maybe 15 20 minutes more or something uh drop nerd did you have anything to add um yeah yeah i think it's a great story uh that we have going here um just wanted to emphasize i know it's a bit of a cliche uh, but i definitely do believe it uh we are we are pretty early in this noun story uh this is day uh 27 or 28 or um somewhere around there and like there's so much more that's here to be built and so like i wanted to encourage anyone here uh this is my personal view i think we the way we reach success is we have more capable members uh, who are very excited about this mission and who have skills and uh, time to apply those skills uh, to uh, help us get to the next level. Uh, so if uh, this is something that interests you, uh, I definitely encourage you to uh, check out SharkDAO, uh, check out the opportunities that we have. Uh, we have a lot of different interesting problems. Uh, and if we, if you align with uh, the mission uh, that uh, Nicholas and uh, I uh, worked on, uh, if you believe in building interesting, transparent experiences uh, like these uh, awesome things that might not come uh, if you do, uh, if you aren't here to join us on this journey, uh, then we'd love to have have you. We'd love for you to help out and. Uh, Always uh, feel free to reach out to uh, any of us if you have any questions about how to get involved. Um, yeah, that's where our success will come from. Absolutely. Maybe it's a good time I should read the mission statement uh, that uh, everybody agreed on. It was actually adopted uh, in a vote on Snapshot. Maybe somebody who's a co-host can add it to the Twitter pin tweets. But uh, the question was, should we adopt the mission statement? And I'll read the mission statement in a second. But actually, I'll, I'll read the mission statement first and then tell you how the vote was decided. The mission statement of Sharks is, or SharkDAO is, Sharks are a Web3 community that collects nouns, grows the NounsDAO ecosystem, and partners with artists, developers, and DAOs to build new blockchain experiences. Here at SharkDAO, we bite, not with our teeth, but with our actions and values. And then we have our sort of values in an acronym that is BITE. That's building community and culture, interesting, fun, silly, and different, transparent, which means open and inclusive, and experiences, moments we share. So I, we'll see if this gets traction within the, the people actually making the decisions in the DAO, but at least in the vote, 43.7 uh, uh, million shark voted yes, and zero shark voted no, and zero shark abstained. So we had a 100% uh, approval of, of this mission statement. So I hope that means something um, because I think what we were trying to build into that as we authored it was um, like, this is not, uh, don't, don't, don't join SharkDAO thinking primarily in terms of how it's gonna perform in ETH. Uh, like, we're here for the long haul and it's about building things that are useful to people who are sharks and not, that are fun, that have a spirit and that are transparently made uh, to create you know, experiences that people enjoy, like just whatever that means. It's, it's quite open-ended in terms of what that actually is. Um, 
yeah, I, to me, that's what that's what our mission statement was about. Drop, do you have any thoughts? Um, I think uh, the mission statement really speaks for itself. It's something that's uh, if some, that's something that's exciting to you, then I think you'll find a group of people here that are uh, that are building towards that vision. Amazing. Does anyone have a question or something we didn't cover that you'd like to talk about? Wow, it was the perfect show. Okay, hold on. We got someone who's requesting. Rob is connecting now. Hey, Rob. I'm at the gym. That's my, my new thing is hopping in spaces and listening at the gym. But um, I, I kind of had a question, and I don't know if this is like a, a buzz killing tin to this discussion, because I think it's what you what you guys are doing is amazing. Um, you know, the, with the DAO and, and the Shark DAO and that mission statement is, is spot on. Is there any, is there any consideration for the legality and the, the regulatory environment, particularly in the United States, when you're establishing these sort of, you know, decentralized entities? Um, is there any thought to that? Or are you guys just kind of winging it, <laughs> I should say? Or don't even care. I mean, you just exclude the United States entirely. I think drop. I don't know if you're. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I know that um, you had thought about this a little bit, and I think we talked a little bit about uh, the terminology that we use. Um, I think I don't think there's anyone here who would encourage anyone to think of buying shark tokens as uh, anything like an investment that you should count on. Like these are not the values. Um, Drop, did you have anything, any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah. So I guess like as far as what my personal views are, uh, shark tokens are not an investment. They don't provide any returns. Uh, and we like, uh, as far as I view it, I kind of see it as like a governance token and a voting token. You by uh, like by joining the DAO, you're able to help steer the direction of our uh, of the community uh, via uh, like the projects that you contribute to or like the nouns DAO proposals that you vote on. Uh, we're here to build like a great future together, and we're not trying to like go rocket moon. And so, like, if I think if you identify with this vision, uh, that's where we're at. Uh, and then I guess in terms of, uh, like, what we're thinking about for compliance, uh, that is in the works. Uh, but we believe that this is, uh, like, a good direction for us, a governance voting token for a community, uh, for, uh, like, a community who loves to build. That's where we are. Great. Thanks for answering that. I'm... I've been in crypto since 2013, and so I, I love to see the, the evolution, especially in the NFT and, and DAO space. I, I really think it's going to disrupt the entire world and how, how things function, and even working on my, my own kind of DAO project in the, the content space. But, so I always have these questions of, you know, the regulatory environment, you know, if the governments are going to try to come in and, and shut it down, and, and how, um, you know, we as a collective are going to sort of combat that, because... I, I think as these things become more popular, 
there are going to be those conversations and there there is going to be that pushback so i i just love to you know pick pick the innovators brains in the space yeah i definitely think um the the theme that i i really haven't heard anybody who's speaking here and the people who are on the stage right now are people who are very active in governing the DAO, or at least pr making proposals to the governance mechanism, which is the token holder vote. Um, but the people here are like not even particularly owners of a lot of shark, you know. Um, like it's I, I, actually correct me if I'm wrong, but has anybody here been compensated by the DAO, or have we done any any compensation at all of people even? Uh, I, I was compensated. Okay, yeah. for, for tokenomics? No. Um, oh, for oh, for bidding. For bidding, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, got... I would say in that role, you're almost like an outside actor. Like, it happens that you're in the DAO, but Shark needed somebody with ETH on hand to bid. Yeah, I was already in Shark DAO, and, like, I wasn't about to, you know, 50 ETH was, you know, that that's a lot of money for me. So I asked the Sharks, like, hey, do you guys want me to bid? You know, as long as, you know, you send the ETH back, like, I want to secure this for sharks. And uh, so we did that. And, yeah, they just gave me 0.25 as um, compensation. That's really not a lot, uh, <laughs> considering. I mean, you must have paid quite a bit of gas even just bidding multiple times. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think I'm negative, actually, <laughs> with the gas fees from bidding and all that shit. I never, sub Same. I never submitted my expenses, but fuck that. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I think the only people that we we've compensated so far are are bidders or trusted bidders. Uh, I actually have been looking into a system to coordinate. I think there's coordinate, and then there's SourceGrid. I saw someone from SourceGrid on this call earlier. I don't know if they're still on with us, but there are a number of of systems that that are like peer to peer vouch systems. So if I think, for example, Drop Nerd is doing really great work, I could you know give him a vouch or something and. And we could we could work out a payment system that way. Uh, definitely, it's infancy. I wouldn't expect to get this up for the next, I don't know, a few weeks or so. Um, we're gonna have conversations about it going forward. But I think I think that might be tokenomics focus going forward. But we we were just focused on reopening. Uh, but now that that's done, I think we can we can clear some space for new for new for new projects. And and I'm a big fan of sustainability because, you know, I I, I graduate from from college next year. I'm gonna need a job. Uh, if Shark Dow wants to employ me, I will 100% agree to that. Um, not that that is probably going to be an option, but I do really think we need to reward contributors to create some sustainability because people are pouring in so many hours. And and I'd be happy being paid even like less than minimum wage. It wouldn't have to be a lot to work for Shark Dow because I love it and it, and it's a great time. So, but yeah, but just to create some sustainability, we are looking towards rewarding to contributors because I don't think working for free is is enough and especially with the low liquidity of the nft market it's not even like we can guarantee returns with the with the tokens anytime soon so uh synth uh, how many hours approximately have you been spending in the discord etc working um should i ask my girlfriend how many how many hours do you think I've yeah, spent? how many hours do you think i've spent on shark death yeah she doesn't know she says at least 30, probably probably like 50, I'd say in the last two weeks, maybe 60, 70 hours. It's been a lot because some of it is just answering basic questions. Some of it is just like chatting with Drop. 
Um, some of it is just like shower thoughts. So it really depends on how you count hours worked. But it has been on my mind, like almost all my waking hours. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, quite a bit of time. Same, same. Del Piero, uh, how many hours a week do you work on the Dow? And what have you been up to? Yeah, too, actually, it's <laughs> too much for the type, type of projects that I'm into outside the Shark Dow, actually. <laughs> I'm always afraid, like, the people I work with are yeah, online seeing how much time I'm spending on Sharkdown, actually, <laughs> especially because one of the projects is uh, coming out next week and it's quite big. So, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I can't stop paying attention, reading and, and collaborating and um, talking about Shark Dow because it's such an amazing project. It's the first um, Dow I've been um, into since I'm in crypto, um, and and yeah, it's amazing to be honest. Uh, a lot of a lot of the people have so many different skills. They are completely motivated, and 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 it's amazing what what we are about to to build. Actually, it's it's um, if you aren't in the shark DAO, you really need to take a look at it and 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 see what's what we are about to to build and the ideas that we are discussing and and it's uh, the future is bright to be honest. It's very cutting edge uh, in every direction too. Like you cannot participate in all of it. Um, is our is our is our Discord token gated or is everything open? Uh, it's just one token is enough to buy you access. I think you could just verify with collab land in, in the discord and then you have access to all the channels. Uh, there, there really hasn't been much discussion around minimums. If there are minimums, it'll be announced well, well, well in advance. And I don't even anticipate it happening at all. I, I would uh, be against it personally. Yeah. I think the only t question would be with minimums. If we start getting like really, really bad actors involved in the DAO, but, but right now everyone's super friendly. I don't think we need to even be discussing it. Um, and to answer Rob's question from, from earlier, I thought it was, it was a great question about this legal framework because I do think about it. Um, and I really think it's a shame that the United States is, and I think a lot of countries, frankly, are so behind on the, the, regal, the legal framework. We, we'd love to be legal if we could be like an like a entity, you know, recognized by, by the U.S. or whatever. But we just, we just can't be. We have to exist in the metaverse. Um, and then that's what it is because they're just i don't think you can under you can explain an nft dao that's already you know through two acronyms that most people don't understand it's just a lot to comprehend if you're not in this space and i really hope the day will come where we can we can be more you know transparent with the legal system and 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 move forward uh and be and be recognized as as a proper entity yeah, I think that's really the spirit of Shark. I don't think there's any interest in fighting the law. Like, <laughs> we're interested in doing cool shit uh, and using Ethereum, but I don't think there's any interest in, like, fighting uh, if possible. Again, like, collaboration if possible. So, Del Piero, what, what committees, or tell, tell us your origin story a little bit and what committees you're involved in most now. Um, yeah, basically, I'm... Uh, I started with uh, 4156 uh, talking about it in, uh, I believe, April, I think. And I was working with him around an, another project or talking about collaborating in another project I'm working with. And he, he mentioned 
it was the first time he mentioned his idea of building the nouns and I immediately started seeing how how the possibilities and, and how amazing it could be but um, but then I I was deep into other projects and I I remember again with the talk with 4156 I, I believe it was uh, June I think when the, the the test net was already on and then I jumped into the discord I was the v2 uh, version of the test net I believe and I got um, I got to 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 buy one ring could be uh, noun and I was super happy <laughs> like having accounts Twitter accounts how hard was uh, it to yeah t- to... tell us about so ring could be for those who don't know test net the ETH is free, but you can only get it through these faucets, which only give it to you 18 ETH for three days, something like that. Uh, and you have to verify it by tweeting out a link that, uh, or tweeting, whatever, tweeting something and then verifying it. And you can only do it once per three days for 18 ETH. So the nouns we're going for, were they, when I tuned into the Rinkeby, they were already going for like 300 ETH, uh, Rinkeby ETH. Was that always the case with all the contracts? There were like four versions of the nouns contract on Rinkeby, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I I started. If I'm not mistaken, it's like the third version or the second version. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I started like going through all my Twitter accounts <laughs> and just uh, the, basically putting the the eat the ring of eat on the one account and just trying to buy one. And and I did. It was actually funny. To, because some of the people that that's actually where I, I realized how the community was really cool because one of the it was formal baggings that uh, um, just sent me like 300 or 400 the ring could be um, to to buy one and um, it was actually really cool DeFi also DeFi helped me um, on a multi-sig to the Rinkaby. So I, I started understanding how the the community was super cool. A lot of really cool people like DeFi and FOMO and Dropnut and also Dropnut is already there. Uh, Lithium, uh, Goldie obviously. So um, Kenny, so the the guys that I, I was when I jumped into Discord was already they were already there. So that's where, where I started understanding how the community was super, super cool and super tight. And that's when we also realized that the first noun was about to be sold for more than 100 teams. And we needed to, to basically <laughs> create something together. And, and that's when Goldie, I started seeing like a, a channel, Shark Dow channel. And I was like, okay, so this is a, a DAO in a DAO in a DAO in a DAO in a DAO, <laughs> like a DAO inception. And it was so cool, the concept. And yeah, that's that's where we are right now, basically exploring that uh, that concept that we started talking about uh, probably not even a month, yeah, about a month ago. It's crazy. It feels like a whole other era, like when, when this is all being sorted out, but I don't even know what the date was. Early August, late September, or no? I, I guess we're on. What noun are we on today? Number twenty-four. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. I see. Twenty-eight. 20, can we please? Can we please secure the onion? I love the onion. <laughs> it just opened this auction for people listening. Twenty-two hours left in the auction. 0.02 ETH current bid, and it is an onion-headed, glasses-wearing onion. 
It's a racetrack onion. I think we should have a, a sub DAO within Shark DAO that collects only fruit and vegetable related nouns. <laughs> Veggie DAO? The what DAO? The G DAO? Veggie DAO. Veggie Wait. DAO. Yes, yes, yes. But and we're we already like... a sub DAO of nouns DAO, so it'll be a sub sub DAO. Exactly. And then we could like promote this competition between Shark DAO and Veggie DAO, and it would be great. Totally. I was thinking the other day we need with Drop. I think we were talking. I was like, we need to manufacture a seal DAO or like some other fucking sea animal DAO to be our rival, like the soap companies do. I honestly love that. Or like we could. It would be like, guys, shark. We need more ETH because seal DAO is going to outbid us. Exactly. Please These help. fucking seals. They have no dignity. <laughs> Yo, when when a frog comes up, can we all just agree to keep it around thirty ETH so I can grab it? we'll see what we can do like we're going for a secret pinky shake is that the idea <laughs> actually evan i was interested in what you said about like you it, at a point like one of the ones that you were bidding on just got too expensive for you but you had to eat to do it but it was just too much so you offered to shark uh to, to bid for shark is that kind of how it unfolded no no it, like it was already too expensive uh for me personally like basically um, after the pineapple and like Richards, I was actually going for the wine glass. Um, I think it's noun, is it noun four? It was the wine so glass. That one. I love that one. Yeah. And then like I was out at like, you know, 35 or 36. I was like, you know, it's just, it's basically, you know, half of the money that I've ever made in my life. Right. So I'm like, okay, this is just too crazy. <laughs> you know, it, millionaires can afford to do this, not me. So, um, but uh yeah no the the chainsaw um i can't remember what number it was but like basically uh i wasn't even going for it um there was just like problems bidding so i was like yo let me let me try to get it for the boys and gals that are in shark dow we should uh also just i I feel the need to like throw some respect at gremlin and the rest of the artistic team at nouns dow some of these things are so damn cute it's like next level iconic imagery I, I love it del Quiero, i don't know if you really got to speaking about how your role transformed since the dao sort of formalized more um what have you been up to the past like two weeks as opposed to the two weeks before that uh well in the beginning i was like really into the trying to build a um a team for the communication strategy that we didn't have <laughs> so just the way to, to my objective was just to to get all, uh, some people together and try to to communicate what was happening because to me it was just extraordinary and i, I really wanted to share that uh, experience with with more people and so yeah that's that's how the and now what are you what are you doing these days uh, or after the next, yeah, yeah. Basically, in the last um, last week, I've been just uh, catching up because of other projects I'm I'm involved with. Uh, so it's very very important deadlines coming up, and so I'm always nowadays I'm always just uh, going inside the channels, tr- trying to read as much as I can. Like for example, today I just realized that the discussing nouns channel was a new one and he had already like 40 messages and i i spent like half an hour just reading all of them and yeah 
basically nowadays it's it's like that probably in the next week it will change and i'll have more time to to spend in shark DAO, which to be honest it's the only project i'm not earning money but it's the probably one of the most satisfying and and motivating projects i'm involved with totally know what you mean definitely uh, did anyone else have any questions from the audience uh, before we wrap up or anyone on the panel have anything to add? All right, well, maybe it's been two hours. Maybe it's a good time to, to call it. Uh, thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, I call this one Meet the Sharks because uh, I think the most exciting thing is is what we heard all night about just the connections and, and seeing people do jobs that you couldn't imagine doing yourself and then being forced to maybe take up the reins and do something yourself uh, that you think is above what you, your experience is. Uh, we've heard from people with experience from like years of working in industry and like still in college, <laughs> going to have to focus on school come September, et cetera. So it's, it's, to me, it's a very exciting social experience and uh, I'm glad to be here with all of you. So thanks everybody for joining us and hopefully we'll do another one of these in the future. before school always <laughs> I have to disagree I don't know I mean I'm taking my economics classes but this feels this feels more like real economics to me you know <laughs>